So I got um, a couple of calls and then I just kind of always like to search the realm of the spirit to see, you know, where people are, especially after a message like that, when you start showing people you are God and children of the most high God and what is meant that you're mindful of him. And I came under so many attacks. Um, nothing major and health and life-threatening. And we we kind of put a lot of emphasis on that, but an attack of who you are and your stand and your emotions. After God gave this whole revelation of not being yanked around by our flesh, but standing in the God place and the God power and who we are, you know, things come sometimes, you know, and just for me, it was just stuff being said by, you know, a certain person to just kind of, you know, just little things done just to try to steal your peace or to knock you off your, your, your ground and people, you know, close to you or close enough to you where they will, the enemy will use them to take their jabs and to do things to kind to, to kind of, you know, then come back at you because he's the accuser of the brother. And so after you lose your temper and say, see, mm -hmm, see, I thought you had control. I thought you had authority. See, look, mm -hmm, look at you, look at you. You know, that's the lie of the enemy. He's still the accuser. He's not going to stop doing that. And I have to come back and say, yeah, but I'm still in control. I still have the authority. I'm still the apple of God's eye. He still loves me unconditionally. He still is mindful of me and, 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 and crowned me with glory and honor. Amen. And, and you have to stand to that. And as I was standing to it, I got a couple of phone calls this week and a couple in particular was a physical attack on people, you know, and um, there's people that don't come on every week, but they listen to the message and they call for help and prayer. And God had led me to the scripture. And I was like, God, I don't know. This, this, it seemed like so much, so many palms. And he said, but people when they're standing, sometimes they need to see the other side of my deliverance. You know, it's nice to always preach the word of how good it is, how great it is. But people need to know that in the times that it doesn't look great and it does look dark and it does look like the roof is caving in, that I'm still your deliverer. I'm st I still bring you through. I'm still that, that hand that you can hold. You know, as, as the psalmist said, if I make my bed in hell, you are there with me. It's just a, uh, the proof that our God will never leave us nor forsake us. It's a wonderful truth to hold on to. So as much as I would love to continue to share all the positive verses about how we're the family, there are people in the Bible that went through stuff just like we went through. And we got to see how God they stood in those times. And what I'm offering today is how to stand. How to stand. Because it's nice to know that you can, but it's also nice to know how. And what I want to try to do in this season is try to tell you how to stand regardless of what it looks like. Say, no matter how it looks, I know I can stand. There's a lot of power in that stand. So at Psalms 56 is where I'm at today. I want to talk about, well, I want to read this Psalm and I want him to talk about how to stand. I'll share some insights as the Lord leads me. But for now, I just want to walk through the process. God used this when I was in a heavy time 
a while ago to bring me through. And he said, share it. Let, let people see that you understood how to stand in darkness through the word. So starting at verse one, I'm just gonna read. And it says, be merciful and gracious to me, O God, for man will trample me or devour me all day long my adversary opposes me. These are the things, as I'm gonna continue to read, these are the things that I wanna talk about today. I wanna talk about when it looks like it's not going right. When you've, after you've done all you can, and after you believed God, and you decided to go forward and see this power, and all of a sudden the, 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 the rains descend and the winds blow and beat against that house of yours, you know, you got to make sure your foundation is on a rock and you have to know how to stand and not give up and quit in those moments. Can somebody say amen? We, you got to say, I am healed. I am blessed. I am great. I am protected. I am provided for. I love to share this with you. And I'm jumping ahead of myself in the message, but I just want to lay this down and I'll come back to it. The I am statement. I did a message a long time ago called the I am statement. When you say I am, you're saying God's name. When, he, when, when Moses asked, who are you? He said, I am that I am. That is my name forever. So when you make a statement like I am sick or I am scared, you're taking the so be it name of God and attaching it to your situation Thereby not saying, even though you think you're expressing what you're feeling in the moment, you're not. You're expressing your eternity. You're speaking an ongoing, non-changing statement. God's name forever. So be it. You're saying, this is my plight forever. It's not a right now statement like you've been deceived to believe. So anything you've been saying, I'm confused in any of those demonic statements. You speak in a, a position over yourself that is ongoing and present because that's his name forever. Watch your mouth. Watch what you say. Your I am statements should be filled with power. They should be filled with life. They should be filled with the endorsement of God. God's signature should be on your I am statements or you shouldn't make it. I don't mind you saying I feel, but don't say I am unless you're going to speak in the affirmative in the God thing. Do you understand what I'm saying here? You can bear witness with me. Just give me a hand up and say amen or something. I'm very careful about that in this season. And will be for the rest of my life. So here's what he's going through. He said there's enemies opposing him. They're devouring him. They would, they would trample me. Watch this. Two, they that lie in wait for me will swallow me up or trample me all day long, for there are many who fight against me. O Most High, what time I am afraid. I have, I will have confidence and put my trust and reliance on you. Now, I want you to take that in. He says, the I am statement. What time, like at times like that, he said, 
I am af- when I am afraid or when I, I feel that or when I accept to myself that fear, at that point, I will have confidence and put my trust and reliance on you. So in those times that you're listening to me, that you will feel the I am afraid. He said, is that time you put your confidence on him? We'll keep going, but just lock that in for a minute. Don't just do whatever you do. Just kind of remember that verse right there. I want you to lock that one in. Watch this. By the help of God, I will praise his word. On God, I lean and rely and put my confidence and trust. I will not fear. What can a man who is flesh do to me? So he's acknowledging the the I am or I would be in the I am afraid statement, but I cancel that with, but what can a man do to me? I will trust in God at this point. My, my, My position of this message is you will be confronted. You will be emotionally accosted by the enemy. Sometimes maybe physical, depends on where your walk is. I can't make that choice. But he said, at those times, at those times, or what times, at those such times, I make a choice at that moment. And that choice is to do what? I will praise his word. I will lean on and rely and put my confidence and trust in him. I choose not to feel. I will not, or I am not afraid. For what can a man do to me who is flesh? All day long, they twist my words and trouble my affairs. All their thoughts are against me for evil and for my hurt. They gather together themselves. They hide themselves. They watch my steps, even if they have expectantly waited for my life. They're plotting against you. Whether it be physically, emotionally, it doesn't matter. They think to escape, watch this. They think to escape with iniquity. And shall they, in your indignation, bring down those people, O God? You number and record my wanderings. You put my tears into bottles. They are not in your book. They shall, then shall I mean, my enemies turn back in the day that I cry out. This I know for God is for me. I hope your quote was just read. People have confused that to mean that when I cry out in despair, and when everything seems to be going wrong and I start crying and moaning, I don't know what I'm going to do. I just feel so confused that you will protect me. That's not the truth. And if you believe that's the truth, that's why you've gone through the same cycle again and again and again. Saints, are you listening to me? What did he cry out? He said it. Verse four. But by the help of my God, I will praise his word. I will lean on and rely on him and put my confidence and trust in him. I will not fear, but what can a man do to me? That's what he's crying out. He's not crying out the problem. He's crying out the solution. That cry means to declare. That cry means to make a declaration, a strong stand of movement. Crying is not boo-hoo and it's saying, woe is me. And I'm not saying there's something wrong. If you cry, if your emotions hurt, 
and something hurts you and you feel pain, yes, you cry. I get that. It's okay. But he's saying, but your declaration, what you cry from the mountaintop, what you decree is, what can man do to me? What can the devil do to me? What can life do to me? What can anything do to me that my God has me in his protection cannot protect me from? So he said, and when you cry that out, he'll deliver because you're making a decree, a stand of faith. Let me, Jesus, let me explain this to you, saints. When you are pressed or when you are oppressed or when the enemy's coming in like a flood, God is raising up that standard to wash him out. The scripture is very clearly making it like this. You now have to be the candle on the, on the, on, on the top of the, of, of the mountain. You got to be the light on the hill. You got to be the one to say, but in this, even as people are looking at you, as he said, and watching your comings and goings, expecting you to fall, expecting you to fail. I can't wait. You watch, you watch. You see when, watch when the shoe drops, watch when it all comes down. You're going to see what's going to happen. And people are sitting there. It could be family. It could be friends. It could be whatever. They sitting there watching, hoping for you to fail. Christians and all saying they love the Lord, sitting there watching, the, hoping that your thing don't work for you. Because why? Because they ain't got the heart to stand. They ain't got the, the faith to stand. Ain't nothing working for them. So sure can't work for you. So they're standing there watching, looking at you, talking, whispering, waiting for this. That's what he's talking about right here. He said, but what's your cry out? Your cry out is even in the midst of that. My God protects me. My God will keep me. My God will lift me up. My God will protect me from you. And you will fail. You will fall but I will not. And when you stand and you cry that out and you stand on that and you, you proclaim that from the mountaintop, there's nothing that can happen but his deliverance. So I just want to make sure I, I went strong on it, but I want to make sure you understand. It's not talking about and when I cry and self-pity and woe is me and I just don't understand why God is letting this happen to me. That's not what he's saying. He says, when you cry out the decree, your I am statement is that of power. Your I am statement is that of victory. Your I am statement is that of God's glory that he's given you, that honor that he's given you. When you cry that out, the heavens and the earth have to line up with the statements that are coming out of your spirit. You don't cry in self-pity. You cry in power. Somebody say a good, strong hallelujah, amen, something. Whew. Jesus, I'm going to just get a little excited with this one here. I just want to tell you right now. Uh, so let me go back to eight. He says, you number and record my wanderings. This is God. You put my tears to vials. Are they not in your book? I said it wrong the first time. I said, they are not. Are they not in your book? He said, you, God holds your tears in vials. He collects them. How important are you? that God collects your tears. Are they not in your book? Then shall my enemies turn back when I proclaim, when I cry out. This I know, yada, for God is for me. That means for God is on my side. For God is in agreement with me. When God is for you, who can be against you? He said, for God is for me. Watch this. One more time. Then will my enemies turn back in the day that I proclaim 
that God is for me. Record that. In the day that you proclaim that God is for you and the victory is yours, then your enemies will turn back. Then the devil will back off. Then the lack will disappear. Then the sickness will leave your body. He said, in the day that you cry out, even if it's in pain, you cry out that God is for me. In that day, the enemy will back off. In that day, when you have to have done all, you still cry out that God is for me. Somebody say, God is for me. And in that day, and in those moments, and in those times, when the enemy tries to press you, when finances try to scare you, when everything starts to look like it ain't going your way, in that moment, don't go running and panicking and calling this person and that person and the other. I don't, if you want to make a bunch of calls and call people, go ahead and call them. After you cry out, God is for me. Then you can make some phone calls if you want to, but after you first proclaim, I don't care who shows up, they're going to show up because I cried out that you are for me. Now, whoever you choose to deliver me, you know, God may take an enemy and turn an enemy around and make an enemy deliver you. You just don't know. That's a whole different story. I can go back and tell you that story if I feel so led to, but I remember when an enemy stood up and protected me because God got on him and God, I, my flesh said, respond, respond. And I said, no, I'm not going to. I wanted to so bad, but I prayed and, and I stood. And the next time the situation came back around, that person that was against me stood up for me. And I'm, I'm just saying, we'll just keep going. That's a whole different story. Well, it's the same story, but let's see if you keep going. <laughs> huh. In God, whose word I praise, in the Lord, whose word I praise, in God I have put my trust and confident reliance. I will not be afraid. Somebody say, I will not be afraid. I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? I'm going to break this one last thing down and then we're going to finish up. What can man do to me? I, I need to just really, really bring that home because this is so important right now in this season and time. And if you're not on camera and you can get on camera, get on camera right now so I can look at you. I want to say this. Everything the enemy tries to do to you it don't usually fall out the spirit realm. It's usually through some man. It's usually through some person, some person who's been able to torment you, some person who's been able to invoke the same fear, whether it be a man, the situation, a man, woman, mankind. It's through the tools of this world and through human beings that the enemy tries to torment you and tell you that you are not. Am I correct? They the ones who tell you that you're not smart enough, you're not good enough, you're not cute enough, you're not slim enough, you're not big enough, you're not gay enough, you're not straight enough. Whatever it is, is man trying to tell you. And what he's saying here is the reality is, watch this. If I rely on God 
man is powerless to affect me. If I put my trust and reliance in God, man has no tool that he can use against me. His threats, he talked about in the beginning, their threats, they're coming together, their schemes, their whatever, their plots, their lies, their, their fictions, their made up whatever. He said, it doesn't make a difference what they try. If your reliance is on God, it will wither to nothing because God will deliver. When you cry out, he will move. But we don't cry like sissies. We don't cry like little babies. We cry out a declaration of power. We cry out a declaration of deliverance. We cry out a declaration of force. And we say, man, you can do nothing to me. They threaten to lay everybody off and fire me. Man can do nothing to me. Well, they said they're going to do this and shut down this. Man can do nothing to me. Nothing to me. Mankind has no power. What can you do when my reliance and trust is on the one who made me? You must be kidding me. Hmm. 12. Your vows are upon me, O oh God. You understand that? Do you understand that? I don't like to just read through these things and not teach you. Your vows are upon me, oh God. What does God tell you? Don't break a vow. Do you think that God will break a vow if he tells you not to break one? He's a covenant keeping God for a thousand generations. So he's saying he vowed to protect you. He, provide, he vowed to keep you. He, he, he vowed to hold you in his right hand, lift you up, let you dash your foot against a stone. He's saying, so he's reminding you, your vows are on me. No, stay with me with this. Pushing close on this one. We think the vows are up there in the air somewhere and we got to reach up and access them when we need them through prayer and through fasting. He said, they're upon me. Those vows that God spoke surround me. They're under my feet. They're all in between my toes. They're all in between my teeth and gums. Those vows are upon me. I'm submersed in them. I'm, 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 I'm swimming in those vows. Those vows that you made, God, God's vows. These are God's vows. They are upon you. Just, just take a moment and just feel it. Just breathe it in. You breathe it in, you breathe it in the vows and the promises of God. Every time you take a stand and you make that decree and you cry out, just picture yourself swimming in it right now, just submerged in it, just in the vows and promises of God. They are upon you. They're all over you. Can you feel it right now? Through your blood, it's floating through your veins. It's all on you. That's God's promise. He made you with the spoken word. So if he makes a vow to you, those vows encompass you. They ah, come on. They, they swaddle you, baby. They, they, they hold you up. He said, your vows are upon me. When God shows me stuff in revelation like this, I just want to just take my iPad and just slam it against the wall and go running around the house. It just, <laughs> it's just like, it's crazy when God begins to show you, no, you don't understand how I cover you. You don't understand how I love you. You don't understand the power that I've released in your favor. You think you're just a man or a woman trying to get by on this planet. I'm telling you, you are a kingdom resident with kingdom power. You sit here on this earth as a represent representation 
but the access to my room and to my throne and to my tools and to my weapons and to my whatever, you are covered. Your vows are upon me, O oh God. I will render praise to you and give thanks offer and give you thank offerings. For you have delivered my life from death, yes, and my feet from falling, that I may walk before God in the light of life, in of the living. I'm alive. They said I'm walking in life. Wow. I pray for God right now to make all of us, including me, just like soak in all of what we've been learning here. This season is the season I'm asking myself, you can join me if you want, to stop being so human. I want to stop being so human. I want to really walk in the God realm that I was created to walk in. Human is the afterthought. And in the human, the human realm that we walk in is the sinful fall of fallen nature of man. But we've been redeemed from the curse of the law, the curse of the law. And through Christ, we have been restored, that the scripture says, to that original place before God. And even though we may not see it, and even though we may not grasp it, in God's eyes, we are. We are as pure as man was before the fall in the eyes of God. But yeah, but I make so many mistakes. Okay, can you please stop speaking that and just speak what this word says? Nobody cares about your feelings. Stop magnifying your feelings. Magnify what this word promises and says about you because that's the truth. And as I'm more, I'm like sticking my face in this. I'm being changed from glory to glory and so are you, amen? God's grace and mercy be upon you. I pray for God's revelation and truth to be upon you, wisdom, insight, understanding, knowledge of God, the peace and prosperity and abundance. I've never let go of those words. I will never, I never will. God gave them. I speak them to you. I release them over you. Father, we pray that our flesh is in subjection. And when we cry out, we cry out in the voice of victory. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior, blessings be upon your people. Amen and amen.